0: amazing. I mean, like, yeah. this is awesome for all of us to be together yeah. uh, in yeah. this room. Pinch
1: me. Uh, I know. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, had, I had a moment earlier, uh, yesterday, I was yesterday, my days were running together, and told everybody, I, said, I now understand the mountain authentic figuration when Peter was like, Lord, I'll just set up tabernacles right here, like, we can just <laughs> all <laughs> stay right here forever, yeah. because it's so sweet and so pure to be around everybody together. I love yeah. it. I mean, it's awesome. Today, our first service will be just incredible. Amen. So, uh, all right. Somebody want to pray for me or pray for us? Christy. She's my, she's my good prayer. No <laughs> question.
2: Lord, who are running alongside of us, God. Lord, if we fix our eyes on you today, Lord, um, you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. Lord, you are the one that we love and we fear and we want to please, God. So Lord, today I pray that you would pour encouragement over these women.
1: Lord, that whatever
2: they've brought to the table, God, whatever they've brought in this season of their life. Lord, that they would lay at the altar today, they would lay in full surrender today, God, to just uh, just to uh, be with you, just to be with you, Lord, is all we need, God, so Lord, as we're with you today, Lord, uh, allow your Holy Spirit to rush over us, Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to to build in us the things that you were desiring, Lord, whether it be uh, correction, Lord, or whether um, the change in attitudes, Lord, or whatever it is that yes. you want us to, to correct, to be more like you, to shine more uh, brightly in this dark age, God, I pray that that would be so today. Yes. Lord, so pour out your blessing, Lord, uh, today, Father, as we follow you, follow hard after you, God.
3: Yes, Jesus. So, Lord, bless the
2: speakers today, bless Jen, as she um, has yes. prayed and, and, and has something uh, beautiful for all of our sisterhood. Yes. Lord, so I pray that we would be uh, here with open hearts, Lord, with focused minds, yes. Lord, with a heart of full surrender. Mm-hmm. Lord, we love you so much, yes. but so we are so thankful In Jesus' name,
0: yes. amen. 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 Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's an honor and a privilege to get to share with y'all the um, a little bit out of the norm, so y'all are going to have to forgive me. I might get a little bit shaky in my hands, get a little bit nervous in my voice, but I feel like I have something that uh, the Lord dropped in my heart that was unique, and I was excited because I felt like Jesus gave it to me, and as he kind of developed it in me, um, he, he was faithful to give it to me months in advance, and so I kept thinking, well, Lord, what's this for? And I kept you know, going back to it and adding scriptures to it and <laughs> diving in, because I usually get the opportunity to pour into a few here, a few there. And it was, we travel and stuff, and so I assumed it was for that, but then in, when my husband says, no, that'll be for the women right there, I was kind of like,
1: I don't know, you
0: know, and he goes, no, no, we're good, that's it, it's done, you know, and so in his um, uh, trust of me and love of me, which I adore. Uh, I was obedient and said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this." You know, uh, and the Lord's amazing. You know, um, to be in here with women who are in ministry, in leadership, or will be in leadership is awesome. You know, um, it's encouraging, it's exciting. Uh, you need to look around and see the people that are next to you. We're all fighting and struggling, and. Uh, pushing forward for the same cause, you know, to do something amazing for the Lord, to be married to men of God that uh, want to um, establish something for the Lord, you know, do something for the Lord. It's, it's, this is really, really rare. I mean, um, if I had been in the first months or years of my ministry uh, with Eric and had even one or two that were like this, I would have felt just overwhelmingly richly blessed. I felt alone and uh, to see all the of... oh, women here. I'm sorry. Oh, Forgive me. It's very real. It's very beautiful. You know, it's amazing. And uh, I love the Lord for it. So... Amen. so the title of it is called Burning Bush on Fire but Not Consumed. Uh, our main scripture is going to be in Exodus 3, one
1: through
0: three. So you want to keep your finger in this one. We'll go back to it several times. Now Moses was tending the flocks of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Um... Like I had said, I felt like the Lord had given me this message, and I was, as I was thinking about speaking with y'all, pastors' wives, elders' wives, those in leadership, and those headed to leadership. This passage keeps coming to mind. Um, Eric and I have been in ministry for 25 years, in some form or fashion, uh, from the very beginning. First weeks of our marriage. He began inviting 30 plus people to our house. Um, it was a tiny apartment. And we were super excited because it was a one bedroom instead of just a, uh, a studio. Yeah, And uh, from the very beginning, nightly uh, meetings, uh, started hosting people on Saturday night. Um, his, his salvation, born again experience rattled people because he knew the word better than anyone, but he was so lost and so full of the world. And when he became a Christian, people could not believe actually what had happened. I mean, it was transformation in our school, and our city, all of it, because he was well known for it. And so of course, as, as radical as he was for the world, he was radical for Jesus, and it just shook places. And so people wanted to come see this amazing thing. Um, The beginnings were filled with youth and immaturity. I was 18. He was 18. Leadership and responsibility. That's a big combustible um, experience, to be honest with you. Youth and uh, responsibility. um, it, it, It has its problems. We held a Saturday night meeting in a 400 square foot apartment that had 40 to 50 people every time. Uh, We attended college full-time. I worked a full-time job, so did Eric. We attended three church services weekly. That's what my life looked like. First weeks of my marriage. My husband devoured the word and never even seemed to ever sleep. He never needed it. I mean, in his first days, Lynn, she's my living testimony right there. She knew us. He never slept, you know. Um, as newlyweds, I was fearful and jealous that I would never, ever have time with my husband. Um, I didn't, wasn't, honestly, I would kind of sit there and go, I'm not quite sure what I got myself into, but I was so in love with Jesus. I was so in love with my husband. I was willing. Uh, let's read Exodus three again. It says the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? The things we're going to talk about this morning really flow from, uh, I was in Peru. The Lord gave this word to me in Peru with Kim. Mm -hmm. I was praying about Jesus. I need to encourage her. She's starting to create something from the very depths of the earth. I always say scratch something out of the earth when you're starting a ministry from the beginning. It's difficult, you know. Uh, And I know how she feels. And yet, she's in a foreign country. It is different, and then it's not. You know, it, it's it's unusual. Um, I wanted to encourage her, and I realized that, you know, one of the first things that I tell everybody: ministry is nothing like you think it's going to be. Let me repeat that: it never <laughs> looks like what you think it is going to look like. If you have to write that down, yeah. circle it, highlight it, remind yourself for the rest of your life: ministry never looks like what you think. Um, uh, It encompasses every facet of our lives and everything in our lives revolves around it. It often feels like there are fires all around you and even within you. Um, This morning as I'm vulnerable with you, as my hope is that you're benefited by seeing that none of us are any different and ministry standards defined in the Bible is the only right way. Uh, from the beginning, right along the side right alongside the fires of God, I struggled with other flammable materials. <laughs> I suspect probably all of you in this room uh, do or will do. Uh, number one, biggest fire that I have tried to uh, fight is competing for time with my husband and my family. Number two. I can slow down. <laughs> Abby said she was going to wink at me. She thought I was going too fast. <laughs> Number two, constant financial expenditures risking our very security. Very beginning, Eric spent, we had $350 saved before we got married. Very first week, it was gone. Ministering. Right from the beginning, the Lord just dove me in. It was like, let's just get it all out there, and meet up. Number three, perpetual exhaustion. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. <laughs> More coffee, please. Yeah. Number four, selfishness disguised as wisdom for self-preservation. Can
1: you repeat
0: Yes. Number one competing for time with my husband and family. Number two, constant financial expenditures risking our security yeah, or livelihood. Number three, perpetual exhaustion. Number four, selfishness disguised as wisdom for self-preservation. I want As we go through these things, um, I wanna be upfront with you. Older, wiser people Um, have been telling us for years that our pace is unsustainable Um, that we would burn out that my testimony today with all of you in all honesty uh, I mean sincerity um, is we've been burning for 25 years and I still haven't burned up Amen Amen. Now we know Miss Joe. I want to clarify something has been in my life from the very beginning Miss Joe was never one that told me that. Miss Jo was always encouraging, you know, full of wisdom, full of faith. The others around me told me that. You know, but as you can see, we still haven't con- been consumed, and the ones that were faithful to tell me that I could make it were still here. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I know it's repetitious with the lies of the enemy. Uh, are, are just out there, so let's read the truth of God one more time. Exodus 3-2. I'm going to read it over and over. Like I said, keep your finger in the in the page. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From this passage I have four, four specific encouragements for you today. I'll try try to clearly point them out and take Take time. I want y'all to be able to write them down. Yeah. The first is, you are called to be a light that burns brightly, and you must never shy away from that. Amen. As pastors' wives, this it this is a big deal. You know, we shine.
1: Okay.
0: Turn to Genesis one three through four, and I can go through quickly with these. You can write them and catch them later. if you do? You can read it. Huh? Yes. So I'm sorry. If you are called to be a light that burns brightly, do
3: probably have an extra pen I can
1: borrow? Okay. You got. It. Hooray! No, so number one, <laughs>
0: you are called to be a light that burns brightly, and you must never shy away from that task. So let's turn to Genesis 1, 3 through 4. Or you can write that scripture down. Uh, And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. From the very beginning, God has called the light into being. That light has always been distinct from the surrounding darkness. Uh, It was the strangeness, the lack of normalcy, The supernatural light that drew Moses. He was on the bottom of the mountain. He looked up and saw the light. Okay? That's what we're called to do. We are called to be that light that someone looks at and says, What is that up there? What makes you different? Isaiah 9, 2. The people walking in the darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. We are each called to be a light to those who walk in darkness. We know that, but it is challenging at times, right? Yeah. Um, how do we do that? It's Psalm nineteen eight? The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes, walking in the commands of the Lord. Is what gives light in your eyes. It's what's gonna make you different and set, okay. set you apart. You're gonna see it, they're gonna see, see, they don't quite understand it. It's like Moses standing at the bottom of the mountain. I'm not quite sure what this is this is and what's going on. But you're drawing people to you, to your church, to your husband, to your family, all of it. You're drawing them. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You and I are the light of the world. We know this. These are scriptures too. We do know. I hope to encourage you in a new way, of a new perspective of these things. Remind yourself. These are things that you're gonna have to go over, and I've been going over in my life, and I think, oh, I got it, you yeah, know and then I have to go back around this again and again and again, and I have to remind myself constantly of what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it becomes so important that we do not put our light under a bowl, you know, you know hide it under a bushel. I'm gonna let it shine, you know, our little church thing. Yeah, we're trying to teach them from the very beginning it's really important not to hide it under a bowl but truthfully for people like us because we, you know, we shine the light we're good at it I'm, 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 I'm talking about the little small crevices of our lives does that make sense yes. the little things that get us and trip us up occasionally practically speaking uh, when we view ministry back to these four uh, for competing time with our husband and our family we're hiding our our life when we uh, view ministry as a constant financial burden, uh, risking the things that you think that you need—vacations, you know, a new car, a savings account. You know, uh, I've had conversations with my some of my sweet ladies in my church. You know, I just don't know what we're gonna do. I don't have any money. We never have any money. We're never gonna do it. And I'm like, yes.
1: Yes, that's ministry. You know, that
0: is what it is. It takes everything. We say we know that. We know that it takes everything. It literally takes everything, you know, to do it right, to not burn up. It takes everything. Um, view ministry is the sole source of our perpetual exhaustion. How many times, if y'all... Said to yourself, "I just need a little bit of sleep." You know, at least I have. I say it all the time. I'm like, "I just need to sleep eight hours, Lord." You know, and to remind myself, I'm pouring myself out for the Lord. I'm pouring myself out for you, Jesus. Let selfishness disguised as wisdom for self-preservation. In the beginning, that was so. You know. Um, It was such a lie to us. Everywhere we went, people were telling us, y'all can't act like this and do this all the time. You know, you're going to get older one day. You're right. I got older, and I agree with you. I have to have wisdom and everything that I do, but it is never at the fact that it's my selfishness that's guiding me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It's the Lord. And I do have to check it constantly. Am I being selfish right now? Is this really what, you know, is competing for my attention and my affection? Is this going to... um, uh, benefit somebody, and I don't want it. You know, I don't want to do it because I'm being selfish. I mean, I have to check my heart constantly in what I'm doing because it is an easy lie to, to believe. It's easy. Um, these lies and attack. These lies attacked me in the beginning. They're still rear their ugly head in my life from time to time. Over the 25 years, they've been proven false, though, and the word. Uh, "True time and time again has been so faithful. Uh, let's turn to Hebrews 10:32 through39. Here <laughs> oh. says, remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face yes. of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution, and other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted their confiscation of your property. Because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions.
1: Amen.
0: So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God. Hear me. Have done the will of God. You will receive what he has promised. Amen. For just in a very little while. He who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live. By, by, but my righteous. One will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. In the earliest days of your walk with the Lord, you knew you had to shine for him. Remind yourself of what you were when you first... I, I remind myself all the time. Who was I when I was 18? I was stupid. But I had a love for the Lord. I had a zeal. I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. I have to remind myself of that as I get older. Um, the same is true if you're in the last days of your life with the Lord. You must still shine for him. I want to still shine just as bright as I did when I was 18. as whenever the last days of my life are. I don't want it to, to wane. I don't want to do the, you know, think, well, it's just because you're old. No. that I refuse. I refuse that. Concept. I'm going to burn just as brightly, if not brighter, because of my life. Um, everyone has to battle with fears that you will not have what it takes. That's a big one for me, you know. Uh, I'm married to a man who I mean had a photographic memory, you know. knows the word, like it just I mean it utterly just oozes out of him. And I'm like, okay, wait, I just read this. What what book are we in? Okay, let me think about this for a second. You know, like my, my mind doesn't work as well. You know, I don't, uh, I I don't speak as well. I don't, um, um, I, I I don't do things as well as I think I should. Does that make sense? Those are my fears. But I was competent enough in the first days to say, Well, you know what, Lord? It doesn't really matter because you've chosen me to be his wife. You've chosen us to do ministry. I'm gonna love people and I'm going to serve people
1: Amen.
0: better than anybody else oh so that's God. the only thing I know how to do but I'll do it and I'm going to do it to the fullest and the Lord has been faithful to add along the way Amen. he helps <laughs> good. Um, but it's not the nature of the supernatural fires burning within you let me back up, sorry everyone has to battle with fears that you will not have what it takes, that you will burn up and that you will burn out the devil tells you that you must conserve to last that is a lie, OK But that it's not the true night na- but that is not the nature of the supernatural fires burning within you. We have supernatural fire, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you were a bush that though it is on fire, it does not burn up. Okay? It is easy to a- amen and say, you know? Uh, it's easy to agree. It is. But to believe it and to put it into practice, man, it's hard. You know. Um, let's turn to Revelation. Uh, Revelation. I missed uh, my. Nope, I got it here. So sorry. Uh, Twenty-one, twenty-three. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the lamp, lamb is its lamp. The sun is a ball of fiery gas, but its resources are finite. The source of our light is the glory of God. The lamb is our light. We do not need to conserve to burn longer or brighter. We need to die to the lies of the enemy and the natural way of thinking. Back to our four concepts. The viewing ministry is competing for time with my husband and my family. is false because the Lord apportions my time, you know. The more that I let go of my time, the more the Lord gave me surprising things. When I remember when I said ministry doesn't look like what you think, all of a sudden I'd have a little moment with my husband or a day or an evening or my family. and I didn't plan it and I asked for it and it was like I would just be, All my kids were in my bed. We were hanging out. We're doing things. And I was like, oh, Jesus, you just, we think we need certain things. And if we let go of those certain things, the Lord can rush in and give you the times and the moments that are so beautiful and so precious that I I would much rather have those than anything specific that I plan. Because when I do plan things, it always changes. And it's never what I thought. And then I'm disappointed. Mm -hmm. But when I let go and I allow the Lord to just rush in and give me those moments, you know, I love it. I, I talk with the girls, and Sam's like, oh, we had this morning, you know, just a little time with my husband. And I'm like, Jesus is faithful. It's like, you know, you pour out, you pour out, pour out. But remind yourselves to see those moments that the Lord has given you that are a portion. Don't look over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankful for them. That's Thank good. you, Jesus, for these times. Right. Thank you for this stuff. Yeah go up your expectations yes. they get in the way of you seeing what What you're seeing. Number two, viewing ministry as a constant financial expenditure. Risking the security is false because the Lord apportions my security. He's the one who's giving me the things that I have to begin with. He's the one that, you know, I have now less than I've ever had. We've sold our home. We've moved from house to moved in together with another ministry family. I have the, you know, my husband's, Truck is 22. Years. I have more, I'm more richly blessed today than I ever have been in my life. Mm-hmm. But I see it and I feel it because I've let go of what natural no. expenditures, natural financial things I thought we needed to have. I came from a very faithful, diligent father. Like we went to eat Piccadilly, you know, on Friday <laughs> evenings. That's the only time we ever ate, ate out, which is, you know, silly, but it's like a cheap kind of place. And he was really, really financially. So I thought, okay, I've got to be this exact same way. I can do this, you know. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was trying to tell me, (laughs) I give it all to you. And as you pour out, I give you more. As you pour out, I give you more. You know, but you have to pour out what you have to get more. Because if you're hoarding, the Lord doesn't give you what you need. Because you're hoarding. That's good. So remind yourself to let go. Uh, number three, viewing ministry as the sole source of our perpetual exhaustion is false. Because the Lord is my strength. That's what the word says over and over again. And doing His will makes me stronger. Yeah. This is the. This is what is kind of crazy. Is the less sleep I get, the more ministry we're doing, the more that I see things. I don't need as much sleep. I don't need as much time because I feel God's presence, and it is so pure and amazing when we have people in our home, and people are getting spirit-filled and getting ministered to, where they're getting their calling set in motion and stuff, I feel revived in my soul. You know? Mm -hmm. And the Lord gives me that because we're doing exactly what we're called to do. You know? Uh, Letting selfishness disguised as wisdom for self-preservation talk us out of the very ministry that is our light, is sin. Because it's putting our light under a bowl. That's something we have to be careful of because we just kind of think... Just not today. You know? No, we're, we don't have that option. You know? It is today. Today is today. You know? My father in law passed away uh, two years ago. Lost, lost man. We administered to him from beginning to end. And uh, he got very, very sick right there at the end. And we were praying for him again. And I mean, he had seen our life, <clears throat> been in church, all these things. And we talked to him and he said, Yeah, not today, maybe tomorrow and within 45 minutes he passed away and you think wow how can that happen I mean that but that is the concept of every else one around us not today I'll just do it tomorrow but as pastor's wives and elders wives and leaders we don't we don't say just tomorrow we say if you've given it to me today Lord I'm going to do it today because this is me I'm going to take that bowl and throw it in the trash, and I'm going to shine and do exactly what I'm called to do. Because you will give me my strength, you will take care of my financial needs, you will give me uh, the sleep that I need, and my time with my husband will be even more sweeter than it ever could have been before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ephesians 5, 8-9. through 9. For you were once darkness, but now you are light, and the Lord... Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. We are examples of this, guys. Living as children of the light means we represent goodness to others. That's what we do as light. Living as children of the light means we represent righteousness to others. Living as children of the light means we represent truth to others. I know all of y'all know these things or we wouldn't be here. But, um... Don't let apathy or selfishness keep you from representing the things at all times. It's not that we don't represent them. I know that. I mean, I love all of you. I'm so honored to be here and pouring into all of Um, y'all. These things I struggle with myself, you know. I have to remind myself that the word of God is true, you know. Uh, We represent these things and I have to constantly be aware of it. Apathy is a big thing. It's a, it's a sneaky little thing that just kind of sneaks in there and you don't quite realize it. To be constantly aware, if I'm being apathetic or I'm selfish, you know, and we think, I do so much more than everyone else. Yeah, you're right. Amen. Welcome Amen. to ministry. <laughs> yes. Welcome to be married to a man that is called to do more. This is what happens. For you girls that have not quite all faced this, you know, it's kind of like marriage counseling. Please keep these notes because you're going to have to look at yourself and remind yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I know she said this, but it didn't believe it. Yes. And when you're 25 years down the road, you're still going, I know you said these things, Lord, but still, it, it surprises me. I want to be faithful, Jesus. I want to be faithful. I don't want to be apathetic. I want to be full of faith. Amen. 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 Um, it makes the Lord's goodness look unworthy and obedience of obedience. We don't want to make the Lord look unworthy. It makes righteousness look disingenuous. How many times have you seen that? People aren't, you're like, I don't trust her because she's not very genuine. It makes truth look incorrect when people place our fears and perceived needs about God's will that we shine the light at all times. If we're shining the light at all times, we make the Lord look correct. We make him look uh, genuine. We make him look powerful, you know. In the first five years of my walk, my husband and I served tirelessly tirelessly in a church with a genuine vision and anointed leaders. But there was an incorrect view of ministry and marriage. Um, My husband was seen as an in-ministry, and I was seen as unready. That's truth, you know. My husband was at all the pastor's meetings. He was at all these things. I wasn't. I was told I was young. I was still... Untried, even though we got born again at the same time, you know. And so um, we know now that's completely incorrect. We know that now that, that, I mean, that is something we learned, you know, Um, that this ruins and it runs in total contradiction to every requirement for ministry listed in Paul's letter. A ministry's qualifications are the readiness of their families, okay? The feelings of being left out, though being unworthy, persistently being insecure about myself, um, were things that I had to work through. Because of the Lord's grace, though, they drove me to not to want to be the weak one. I didn't want to be the weak link. I didn't want to be the one that kept my husband from ministry. But y'all have to understand, you can keep your husband from doing the things that he's called to do. We have that control, you know? Um, And... I didn't want to be the one that did that. Yeah. I wanted to be the one that he could, he needed. Um, good. Because of the Lord's grace, they drove me to not want to be the weak link and to rise to become the helpmate of my husband, wanted and needed. My fires would have to grow with his, and after all, we're That's one good. flame.
1: That's good.
0: One ministry in God's eyes. We're one flesh, you know? Yeah. Uh, don't be the weak link for your husband, you know? I can't say it enough Don't be the weak link for your husband Be the easer that you are called to be The helpmate that you can be You can make him A better leader and pastor okay? So this takes us to the second Encouragement for today So the first one was You are called to be a light that burns brightly And you must never shy away From that task Number two You must be a willing vessel at all times Jeremiah eighteen six. So number two, you must be a willing vessel at all times. Jeremiah eighteen six. O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter does, declares the Lord, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. In Exodus the bush is a simple instrument. It had no will of its own, it had no resistance. And Jeremiah, the encouragement is to be pliable, moldable in the hands of the Lord. Thoughts of like, it's not, not right now. I just needed some downtime. I just can't do this. Or complaining in general are contrary to what makes the burning bush so special. It was a simple vessel who the glory of the Lord shined and spoke through. Think about that. And make it your goal to be the vessel formed by the Lord, not your insecurities.
1: Mm, that's good. 2
0: Corinthians 8, 11. Now finish the work so that you eagerly, your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. Make up your mind that you will not negotiate, renegotiate this pledge in the face of sacrifice. It's noble to intend to do a good thing. It is holy to actually do it. All Christians claim that Jesus is worth any sacrifice. We all say that. We all claim it. But you get to be the example that proves it.
1: Yeah? Amen.
0: The very spirit of Christ that empowers you is described in the Psalms. Psalm 47-8 through I love this one It says Then I said Here I am I have come It is written about me In the scroll I desire to do your will Oh my God Your law is within my heart I desire to do your will Let the Lord mold your desires Be open with them Let the Lord mold them For his will His will above your own That's a big one Allow him to mold your desires Above your own Sacrifice is never convenient, never easy, never what the flesh would choose, ever. Caleb is one of my favorite examples. I shared this with Lindy last night. Um, I know everyone knows this, but it's one of my favorites. I can't help it. Numbers 14, 24. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. It's... The men we marry are going to, or, or are going to marry, are not like other men. They have a different spirit, okay? They're distinct. As their wives, our spirit must be different from our own, from the norm. I'm sorry. As, the wives of, as their wives, our spirit must be different from the norm. We must possess God's Holy Spirit, obsessed with his will, preoccupied with his purpose possessed of God's holy spirit, obsessed with his will, preoccupied with his purpose. We are not like other women. We have a different spirit. Okay? A willing vessel at all times. That is a different spirit from the world. You know, more and more we see women that are consumed with their own self, you know, their own desires, their own needs, everything that Uh, It's just counter to the word. And what I love about this in Numbers 14, 24, it said, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. This affects your children and your children's children. I mean, it's, it's, it's so important that we do these things. Ephesians 6, 7 through 8. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord not men. Remind yourself, you are doing all these things unto Jesus. Because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. People can be disappointing. People can be selfish. They're sinful. We are serving the Lord by serving them. You are serving families. You're serving women. You're serving your husband for the Lord. Let's move to encouragement number three.
3: Can you repeat um, that possessed, obsessed,
0: and Yes. So, as the wives, as their wives, our spirit must be different from the norm. We must pos- be possessed of God's Holy Spirit, obsessed with His will, and preoccupied with His purpose. Okay, so let's get to our number three. So number one, you are called to be a light that burns bright, and you must never shy away from that. Two, you must be a willing vessel at all times. Never shy away at all times. What feels like ashes is actually beautiful. Mm-hmm. And your bush will not burn up. Nobody laugh.
1: Everybody thinks I'm married to Eric. I'm like,
0: what feels like ashes is actually beautiful. This is number three. Your bush will not burn up. I I'm seventh grade. I can't help it. I was kind of like, can I actually say this? I like, can I really say this? He's like, yes, you can. I'm like,
1: uh, Amen. I hear my husband laughing at me. Seriously.
0: You know, your bush will not burn up. Amen. Amen. Uh, Exodus 3 2 again. There the angel of the Lord. I apologize, you need something? No, okay. See, that's all yeah. <laughs> My bush will not burn up. It's not going to. Uh, Exodus 3 2. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. The things that reduce others to ashes, okay, but that make you shine through cause people to be drawn to you. Why did Moses go over there? Because the bush wasn't burning. You ever think about that? This is what hit me really, really hard and through. It's like, yeah, the bush was burning. And I was like, and the Lord spoke through it, and it didn't burn up. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what kept coming up, you know, and I was trying to share with Kim. It's like, Mister, never looks like what you think. And if the bush didn't burn up, that's what drew Moses there. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 61 3 And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. When others would be sitting on their ashes. (laughs) Think about that. That's a good one. You were crowned with the beauty of the Lord.
1: Amen. It's
0: a strange sight. It's a supernatural one. Everyone expects you to be sitting on your ashes. Let's be honest. You know everyone expects it they look for it they kind of like rally for it you know but when you're walking around with a beautiful crown that the Lord's given you through your trials and through your things you're a strange sight you're unusual you're unique that's what what the Lord wants you're that bush that's not burning up Psalm 92 12 through 15 it's one of my favorite scriptures and I got this I didn't find it but like 18 months two years ago and I have quoted it more. It's my favorite. I gave it to Kim. This is my encouragement for her. the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. Amen. As I get older, I am still going to burn as bright as I did when I was eighteen, as I am today. Until I die, I'm going to still bear fruit. They will stay fresh and green. They're not old and decrepit and sitting on ashes. Amen. They are fresh and green. You see, all the green out here is beautiful and crystalline because it's fresh and green. We do not burn out, we flourish. We don't conserve. The Lord makes us fresh and green. He's the one who makes us fresh and green. That's why we don't burn out. Okay? Amen. Constantly being in the word, constantly Amen. being in his spirit, constantly being in worship and worshiping him causes us to be fresh and green.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't fight to preserve ourselves, so he gives us fruit in our old age. Think about that. We don't we don't consume or uh, conserve anything. He gives it to us. He gives mm-hmm. us more. The key that <coughs> where others proclaim ashes, we are proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting there going, yeah, you know, happen and these happen and you walk into the room you're like no baby rise up from those ashes the Lord is righteous you know he's upright he's our rock he's our foundation we're called to draw those up out of the people the women that we're around get them up off their ashes don't let them sit there okay but if we're sitting in our ashes and they're sitting in their ashes we're not doing anything we're not accomplishing anything for the Lord we're called to not have them to already be through it And to rise up out of these. Think about gold for a minute on the subject of self-preservation or conservation for supposed longevity. Gold, I love this, is the same amount that has been on the planet since Genesis 1, but it's refined over and Mm -hmm. over again. It can be formed into any shape. That's why we're in Larger bottoms and skinnier bottoms. And yeah, we all look different, you know. We're shaped and formed, but we're still gold. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, the more fire that is put on the gold, the more pure it becomes. Yeah. It does not burn up. It just gets better. Okay? just get better and finer in age, right? That's right. Continual fire keeps it from tarnishing. It, it just burns out the impurities. Gold doesn't corrode. Okay? It doesn't blemish. The older, the more refined it gets. It even becomes more reflective and is used for reflection. Wow, that's good. The more refined it is. So, even the space shuttle, they, they coat it in gold because it reflects the sun. It's the most purest thing that you can use. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But it has to be f- refined and refined and refined. Peter says that your faith is like gold. Uh, let's turn to 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. Our faith just gets better and better. 2 Corinthians 7. 4, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Like an ordinary bush, here we have an ordinary jar of clay. It is special because on its own, fire, um, sorry, it is special because it is on fire, but not burned up. That's what makes it unique. It is pressed, but it's not crushed. Okay? The more authority and responsibility you have, the more you will feel pressure. This is press on every side, okay? This is what happens. This is ministry. Okay? But it does not crush you. That's what the word says. Because the Lord sustains you. Um you will often be perplexed, but you will not give way to despair because the Lord is faithful and does nothing yeah. wrong. I say that from a greater vantage of ex- uh, greater experience um I'm going to be honest with y'all. The Lord was refining me through my pregnancy, through, you know, losing Hadassah, all of that. It was not what I expected. It was not, I kept saying, Lord, you know, I've always been so faithful. If you want me to have kids, I'll have kids anytime. Why in the world would I just pop up pregnant? Go 16 weeks, you know, travel, see her on, you know, ultrasound, see her, all of it. She's alive, She's alive, she's thriving, we're excited. I finally get my... What, you know, overwhelmed factor out of the way. I start looking forward to it and she dies. I mean, I have no idea. You know, the doctor has no idea. She's like, I, I don't know, baby. You know, like it's the baby was, she was fine two weeks ago. Healthy, heart rate good, everything. She just died, you know. And then all of a sudden I was, you know, it happened on a Monday. We go to Monday night Bible study and what do we do? We push through, you know. That's not to praise myself. That's to praise Jesus. What else do you do? That's you know? I, I've, Amen. I, my baby is dead inside of my womb. I, I'm i going to praise the Lord no matter what I do. You know? Yeah. Um, I had to have what's called a forced abortion. I mean, I'd be put into labor. When they say that, when the nurse says that, I'm like, just don't say that. Just don't say that.
1: I, you know? I mean,
0: they even still check to make sure no heartbeat right before they start doing the meds. Just to make sure, you know? And I'm like... You know, and then I give birth to her and I'm holding her. She's this big and I'm holding her. She looks like Abby. You know, she's got Abby's little lip and Judah's little butt and her little hand. I'm holding her hand in my hand and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand, Lord. But the Lord was refining me through that because I fought with, Why would you do this? I don't understand. Like, you know, why, I know you're right and you're just and you're, you know, and everything you do, Lord. I know that, but I don't understand this. This is so difficult, have I not? You know, all the lies that have, I have served you with everything I am, Lord. You've always given me children. You've given me grandchildren. I, I, did I do something wrong, you know? And the Lord was not quiet, but a peace came over me. I don't have the right always to know why. It was an arrogance of me. To know, say, Lord, I'm supposed to understand this and know why. Mm -hmm. That's arrogance. Okay? We're not always supposed to know why. You know, it says that we're perplexed. I was perplexed. I was confused. I was pressed. But what it did was it refined my faith. The Lord is right, He is just. Deuteronomy 32 He is faithful and does no wrong okay no wrong and it's my arrogance to think that I need to know why mm-hmm. he's faithful whatever it is I'm his vessel I'm not gonna whine I'm not gonna complain I'm not gonna argue I am just gonna be his vessel whatever it is and it has actually made it more effective to minister mm-hmm. to all the other women that if I've never struggled with children I had cho- I was like within a month I had babies it was like I want to have a baby I had a baby I never knew how to minister in that way, in that Mm -hmm. fashion, having lost something. Mm -hmm. But the Lord's faithful. He gives me what I need, you know? Mm -hmm. Amen. And I realize I don't get to know why. It's a big one. Mm -hmm. I don't have to know why.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In ministry, even the people you serve will persecute you, but the Lord will not abandon you. Amen. He will keep you burning through his strength. We're struck down, but not destroyed. I've also seen lots of people that I've poured into that um, I thought for sure we're gonna make it, you know? Uh, I've watched my girls, I hate to use that term, but all I can say that I loved, that I didn't quite know what I was doing, but the Lord had given me and I was pouring into. And uh, one make it and one not,
1: you
0: know? It's Uh, It's painful. Yeah, it's painful, but we're not destroyed over it. Does that Amen. make sense? Yeah. We get struck, and we can admit, "I'm getting struck here, struck mm-hmm. here, and this is not fun,
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: don't know how to quite accomplish this." But I'm not destroyed, Amen. because I got Lindy sitting over there. <laughs> you
1: know, the ones that make it are worth it. Worth it. You know, and the Lord
0: multiplies. Because I've got all of y'all sitting here in some foreign fashion. Mm-hmm. I've been able to pour into you. And which is such a, a, an honor and an overwhelming task. I get kind of like, oh, Lord. You know, I was telling Jody, I don't know what I can say that I think back in my life, if I hadn't been obedient, if I'd been hellacious, if, I, if I'd looked at Eric, I did. So please understand. <laughs> and said, no, I don't want to do this. You know, <laughs> what would that, the repercussions of that? Mm-hmm. Y'all are no different from me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? What we say yes to, being being willing and obedient, being what God has called us to, burning bright, affects so many people. Yes. That's one of the things. We started the church in our home. And, I mean, I did worship with, you know... A guitar that I was trying to learn that was ridiculous like it was so terrible but we were trying to have a little bit of music you know and it's like and then we learned we could just put a CD on you know? <laughs> but you try you know you try your very best to get everything that you have the Lord multiplies it so our last encouragement I know I, it's been a long sorry I talk a lot I did not think I talked that long but I do Number one, you are called to be a light that burns bright and that you must never shy away from that task. Number two, you will be a willing vessel at all times. Number three, what feels like ashes is actually beautiful. Your bush will not burn up. (laughs) Amen. Number four, the supernatural nature of your being on fire but never consumed will call others to join in the work of God yeah. do you realize the bush's obedience and, and the and that the God hit, it being shining I mean on fire shining drew Moses up there the bush was able to represent or the, the Lord spoke through the bush and it caused Moses calling awesome. to come into play that's right. you see what I'm saying yeah, that's good. and it's just a bush Right. You know what I mean? I'm just a bush. Good yeah, job, bush. With the Lord's <laughs> presence being inside of me causes others drawn to my family. It causes me to say the things that I say, you know, or my husband says. And it causes calling to raise up way bigger and, and more awesome than yeah. ours. You know? How honoring is that? You know? It's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, <coughs> 2 Timothy 4 2 we can turn there real quick if y'all can get to it
1: 4-2
0: number, huh? number, four. number 4 the supernatural nature of your being on fire but never consumed will call others to join in the work of God preach the word be prepared in season and out Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Number one, we're to preach the word. We know this. In season, these are the expected times. we got to be on. Church, Bible study, prayer groups. The out of season is play dates. Schools, grocery stores. Any inconvenient time you can think of. <laughs> You need to be full of the word of God at all times. Okay? I mean, I cannot say that enough. You think, well, it's just today, I'm just around the house, cleaning the house, you know, I didn't get my word this morning. Oh, Jesus. You need that word. You need that word. You need that word. You need that word. Need that word. Because even your thoughts as you're cleaning the house need to be governed by the word. You know? Because I, I do that. I start cleaning, and I start thinking about people, and I'm mulling over everything, and I start praying. I have to put on the worship music. And I'm like, Jesus. Because I, I want to sift through my emotions of, is this right? This is you. Should I, you know? Because we help. I, I I talk with Eric every night, every morning. We're like, I'm like, I had this conversation. I'm not quite sure. I kind of feel like it's off. And I, I'm not sure if it's because of this or this or this. I need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because then that discernment comes in and my husband can see. He can, you know, he feels, he sifts through kind of what's happening. He talks with his ministry partners. And things <coughs> happen. It's important all the time to be governed by the Word. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But if you're just mad, just having a bad day, and you just have to blurt it all out to your husband, which... <coughs> Do I'm not saying I don't. I try hard not to. Being governed by the Word helps him to be a better husband, a better pastor, a better, you know, leader. Yeah. Okay? Um. Number two, to correct. Never let things go. When something is wrong, address it then and there. And this is hard because sometimes we're tired. It's like it's after church, I just really want to go home. Yeah. The truth of God's Word needs no special timing. It is timeless truth. Okay. But it must be the Word, not your opinion. And if you're being governed by the Word and you've been in the Word, you'll know it's not yes, your opinion. Yes, good. Yeah. Rebuke, number three. Saying the hard things is an act of love. Never be afraid. It is God's word, not your opinion. Saying the hard things is an act of love. If you're not going to say it as a pastor's wife or an elder's wife, who is? Okay? Because you love them. You're, they're your sheep. You love them. You're the ones that you're responsible for. If you're not saying it, who's going to? You know? Sometimes a woman needs another woman to walk up and say something to her. Mm-hmm. You know? And it just needs to happen. Don't shy away from that. Okay. And though, at the end, it says encourage. I love how it says, preach that word. Correct. Show them the right way. Rebuke if you need to because you got to help them get on the right path. But then it says encourage. We're called to do that last. So make sure every conversation that you have with someone, if you're correcting them, rebuking them, Preaching the word, whatever it is, make sure that you encourage them. Finish every conversation with an encouragement. Mm, This came at the end of Paul's statement because the word always calls you higher. It does not push you down. Never do items one and three without four. We serve a restoring God. Okay, really important. Kind of call them sandwiches, you know? You're yeah. like, here's the meat of this, you gotta fix this, but here, is this is the good stuff too, you know? And I'm like, we need to take care of each other. Psalm, uh, no, sorry. That's it, that's my last scripture. So let's close our breakfast with a brief recap. You're called to be a light that burns brightly, and you must never shy away from that task. This will help your husband in ministry, okay? It really will. The ministry will flow from the activities of your home without any off-competition. This allows you to be happy, pleasant, and most importantly, never visibly inconvenienced. I can't say that enough. Okay? You have to be happy, pleasant, and not inconvenienced. People see it. You know, they recognize it. They smell it. They know it. They're like, she don't want me here. I, you know, and she's, got, she's got to put her kids to bed and... Let me just go ahead and go. I won't ask the pastor that question. or I I don't need that. Because of your light not quite shining. Your selfishness is shining, right? Yeah. You need to make sure you're never inconvenienced, okay? Because these are people's lives. This is the 45 minutes before they die. You know, you have to share the word. Number two, being willing vessel at all times. That, can't say this enough. Ministry is not glamorous. If anybody thinks it is, you really have a bad bad thought about it cuz um it's not children's church, moving days, cleaning crew, prime opportunities that surpass surpass moments on the stage. That's real true ministry. It's when you're loving them, you're helping them, you're cleaning their house, you're helping them um in and, and every and all situations, you know, you're you're cleaning the church. We went up to the church last night Lindy, and there's workers up there just going crazy and Lindy's like, "Okay, it's going to be clean right in the morning, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> she, she also knows I might have to get up there and go work my butt off and get it clean if it's not because that's what you do, you know. You're the one that has to do these things. You're the one that's showing them, you're serving them, you're, um, you're opening your home, you're, the last meal that you have that you know, okay, this is all my groceries, and we got to make it three more days, but I'm going to feed everybody in here, you know. Mm-hmm. The Lord multiplies. Okay. It's serving, it's loving, it's pouring your life out for them. Wanting to go home and go to bed after church, you know, or take your kids to Whataburger but staying by for, back for an hour to pour into somebody. that's what this looks like, you know. It's not glamorous, but it is precious. Yes. Um nothing will compare to the feeling you get when you pour your life into someone who goes on to do something for amazing for the Lord.
1: You don't know what their
0: life's going to look like, yeah. you know. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for some of them. And I get to be like, yes, I was there, Lord. Was, I was faithful. It was good, Jesus, you know. Because it's it's honor. It's, it's amazing to have done something that the Lord asked you to do. And you see the fruit just multiplying, you know. What feels like Ashley, ashes is actually beautiful. Your bush will not burn up. me say that all together? Bush will not burn up. (coughs) Ministry will not make you fall apart. It will burn away the things that you need to die to. Okay? It's not going to burn you up. It's just going to refine you. I'm going to be pure gold to shine, you know? Selfishness will have to die. It will refine you. It will make you moldable and shiny Because gold gets moldable. More mold, you know, pure it is. The 24-karat gold, like you have a ring, it's all squishy. That's what we want. We want to be moldable, more pure. We need to be squishy. I want to be squishy. I'm already squish. My daughter's nickname is Squish, so. Gold leaving you, we want to be gold, leaving you as beautiful as the faith you possess. The supernatural nature of you being on fire, but never consumed, will call others to join in the work. You know, it really will. Um, we are foolish, weak, lowly, despised, and full of things that are not. But by burning for the Lord without hesitation, pausing, time off, or self preservation, we nullify every natural argument Amen. and display the supernatural nature of Jesus in our daily lives. This will cause others to join you in the great work. Amen. 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 God. Amen. you pray for us at the end? <clears throat>
3: Through experience, God, that's come through perseverance. Let it sink down into our hearts. Yes, Jesus. Let our hearts be good soil and receive yes. these revelations, God. Yes. Build your church with these revelations, yes. God. Yes. That have been fought for, that have yes. been received through perseverance, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, may they bear fruit for your kingdom. Father, may we all stand before you that day and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. And we gave it all, God. We yeah. held nothing back. And we watched your multiplication, your miracle in our life. Use us, Lord. Let us surrender to your will. Be willing and obedient. Work in us a willing spirit, God. We love you and we thank you, God. Just put your hand of blessing on the rest of this conference on each and every person. Jesus. We love you and we give you honor and mm. you praise because you're the reason why we're here. Yes. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.